The last known remnants of Earth's people are adrift in space, aboard the Ark of Humanity. Its sole purpose, to instruct each generation in the history of human civilization. Confined and categorized, none could leave. But one made a daring escape. Cut loose from all she knew, with a holographic student as her only companion, she crash-landed on a nearby planet. This planet holds the sleeping archive of a culture even more ancient and unique than Earth. And the planet itself may change them more than they expect. This is Seminar. Seminar, Episode 97. A time of war and a time of peace. and I were trying to help you, but... Oh, what have I done? I know. I remember. Um, but... I'm not Alice. And... I'm not Alex. I'm not... Uh, at least, not as you knew him. What do you mean? One minute we were trying to save Alice, and the next... There was this explosion, and then Alex was gone, and you... you look like this now. They are both me. And yet... not. What do you mean? What do I look like to you? Oh, well, you have a similar build to Alice, but your skin. It's purple, like Alex's, but you, you don't look exactly like either of them. Your eyes are shaped like Alice's, but your jaw is so much like his. Oh, where did Alex go? He'd explain this so much better than me. Alex is... within me. He's... I... Oh, I rem... I remember being him. I... but... I, I also... I, I remember... I... I, I remember being injured by him because I remember Alice too I, I uh... alright so you're who exactly I'm new I need to speak with Zeresh we need to leave Byzantium now I remember Remember what Alex heard from the Zarek. They've left for now, but they will return, and in even greater numbers. We'll be overwhelmed. But wait. If Alex is gone, and you're not Alice, then I... I'm responsible for it. 
I helped Alex do this. And that means... Did I kill them? That's a very strange way to look at it. Uh, you don't understand. Uh, I'm not sure you could. Because I'm not sure I do. But I can think of something that might help. There's a story I remember. Sleeping arrangements. Focus. We could use another camp leader out here, Dawn. Not sure if you noticed the field full of kids. <laughs> yep. Same kids that need to know where they'll be sleeping tonight, Alex. I'm losing my mind. Boys in cabin A, girls in cabin B. No funny business at night. There. <laughs> Alex. I know you're turning 100 this year, but funny business can still happen in a same-sex cabin. Okay. Whosoever's gay goes in the opposite cabin. This might be surprising for you, but a gay boy is not a girl. And even if you push every kid out of the closet, that's only one letter in the LGBTQI+. There. And math now. Oh, God. Children! I said no climbing the old windmill. We don't have 20 cabins, Dawn. Boys with boys. Girls with girls. If it ain't broken, don't try to fix it. It's always being broken. You've just been driving a junk car. Take, uh, Gabby Stewart, for instance. Gabby is gender fluid. Gender what? What letter is that? P, as in person. Gabby can sway between masculine and feminine. Crap. Kids, please put down the assistant. We need him. How about a sleeping bag? Sleeping bag? Sleeping bag! Gabby Stewart can sway between cabins. Can we go now? The blonde kid was asking me if he could pet the alligator. Oh, brilliant. You know, there's a nice little garden in between the cabins. Guess the grass is cushiony enough for the non-binary, huh? I would get the irony if I knew what that word means. See Danae over there? Well, they don't identify as male or female. I got it the first time. <laughs> nope. Danae is not gender fluid, just not a boy or a girl. How is that? Danae has to be one at some point. Danae doesn't have to be either. That'd be like me asking you to choose between being smart or open-minded. <laughs> You're just none of those. Ouch! How long have you been keeping that one in? I don't know. How long have we worked together? All right, all right. If you want to complicate it, we'll just go 
by whatever anyone has between their legs. Checkmate. <laughs> oh, and Marsha P. Johnson is turning in her grave. A. That's ridiculous. And B. Would you be the one asking the kids about their privates? We'd go to the parents for that. I'm not an idiot. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just wondering how you were planning on running the camp from prison. Fine. Let them A, with two E's for some reason, sleep wherever she wants. Not a she. Whatever he wants. Try again. Uh, it? They! Jesus Christ! And that would not only be unfair to the rest, God but damn. would single Danae out. How did he get on that horse? Wait, when did we get a horse? Oh, we don't have horses. Crap! Another thing to look into? Listen, cabin A for the boys and girls, and cabin B for the CDEFGs. Oh, segregation! Genius! Maybe we can forget about it and separate them by race or religion. Jeez. See? While we discussed this nonsense, they found the motorboat. Can we deal with this as they start complaining? This is an important issue, Alex. Why wait if we can do something beforehand? Sir. Corey? How did you get out of that rope? Had to make a deal with the kids. Where do we keep the marshmallows? They gave me 10 minutes. Uh, hold on a sec, Corey. You're part of the LG BTQ. I plus? A high plus community, right? Uh, yes, sir. I am. Awesome. Thanks for being so brave. Now, if you were a kid in this camp, where would you like us to assign you to sleep? Uh, on a bed? I mean... In which cabin? Uh, well, cabin B faces the east, so there would be a nice sunlight in the morning. But for you specifically, being, you know. Uh, I specifically like the sun. You're not listening to me, Corey. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, being a cisgender gay man who's both into sports and Broadway musicals and who might fall into a five in the Kinsey scale... I'd say... I really need those marshmallows, sir! Jesus! Big pantry, bottom left. Mm. I'm running out of ideas here. We shouldn't have to deal with this. <laughs> That's it! We shouldn't. The children should. You're a genius, Alex. I'm kidding, Don. No, 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 no. Hear me out. There's a whole world out there that's trying to classify those kids. Telling them who they need to be and which cabin they should sleep in. Instead of just listening to them. Oh boy, here we go. The least we can do for those kids is give them a safe space in this camp. And that might be not forcing on them some stupid norms that some other rando made up. Right. And then sing Kumbaya around the bonfire. <laughs> Actually, that's scheduled for Monday.
It was way simpler when I went to summer camp. <sighs> Newsflash. Back when you were a kid in the uh, <laughs> Middle Ages, someone was also being forced to sleep in the wrong cabin. Ah, uh, whatever. The kids might be able to handle this better than us. I'm just glad I get my own cabin for when I need a break from them. Seems to me that you've been in your own little cabin for too long. This whole thing might be hard for me to understand, but let me assure you, I'm an equal opportunity misanthrope. Why did you even take this job? I was 25. Huge student loan debt. Almost paid off. Now, can we go before someone burns down the wisdom tree? So, you're both, and you're neither, but I didn't kill them? I told you, I'm new, but I'm not upset. Alice was dying. She knew that when she tried to convince Alex to call off the Zarak. And Alex knew that he might die helping Alice, but he wanted to make up for his actions to be the person he chose to be. So, what now? Now, I guess I get to choose what comes next. Oh, Zarash. What did they do to you? This Zarash has been damaged. Zarak infiltration has rendered speech recognition Difficult. To be fair, Zirosh, I'm not sure you'd know uh, their voice. This is, well, was Alice and Alex. They're new. This life form is not Alice, but biomarkers match both Alex and Alice. Symbiogenesis seems likely. Life form designation accepted as new. I like that designation. Thank you both. Oh, uh, we didn't do anything. I just told Zerosh what you said you were called. Byzantium power is failing. This Zerosh will remain functional for approximately six hours. Zerosh, you can't leave us. If your power fails, what will happen to us? Unknown. Hold on. New, you can still interface with technology. Request accepted. New biomarkers logged. Retrieving requested file. Casting call of doom. Jessica. Likewise, Dr. Melancholy. I'm sorry, is is there a problem with your camera? I'm having trouble seeing you clearly. I tested my video and microphone before I logged in. 
it's just kind of difficult to see your face. Like there's some sort of haze. Oh, uh, <clears throat> that, that's just smoke from the torches. Torches? It's a secret lair. Torches are tray chic. Here, I'll fan it away. Better? You still look kind of distorted. That's just a holographic filter to disguise my facial features. Supervillains can't be too careful. To the reason for our chat, I want you to voice my Doombringer. The uh, unstoppable killing machine that will exterminate all life on Earth. Wow. I'm... I'm so flattered. This is amazing. When do I get started? As soon as I write the script. So... You're casting the part without a finished script. I'm, I'm pretty busy these days. Creating an extinction-level machine takes a lot of effort. Plus volunteering at the community soup kitchen and grading papers submitted by mad graduate students. I mean, don't you have a day job, too? Yes, I'm a robotics engineer. I do voice work for fun, but I'm just supposed to wait? Don't worry. It'll get done soon. Like I haven't heard that before. Good luck with your project. Aiden, I was really impressed by your demo reel. If you're willing, I'd like to hear you read some lines for me. Is the script done? Getting there. Now, picture yourself standing over the torn, blasted remains of a city. The Doombreaker marches forward, the perfect cadence of its metallic feet sounding a clear death knell for the citizenry. It stops, surveys the screaming, writhing masses of people, and with a voice that freezes the blood and promises no mercy, it opens its mouth and... says something you think would fit. Uh, Rar, I will destroy you. Aiden, it's a merciless killing machine, not a monster. The evil animal research board is a nightmare to get through. Try again. Take me to your leader? What? Say something you think would fit has no context. There should be precise instructions, like a computer program, not vague stuff like- Then you're not the one for the job. Good day. Wait! Greetings, Micah. So wonderful to speak face to face. Of course. I think this is a great opportunity to advance my career. So, you're, you're okay with the conditions? I'm a new voice actress, so I think the experience is the most important. Oh, thank God. I do have one question, though. Uh, what is it? This isn't a POC rule, is it? It's a prototype of carnage, yes. Person of color? It's important that you make sure any role you cast is accurately reflected by that actor or actress who brings life to it. Representation matters, Dr. Melancholy. Since you still seem to be working on the role, not to mention the script... It'll get done soon. I'm going to have to pass on this project. Contact me if and when you figure it out. Hmm. Representation matters. Representation matters. Hello, XJ32! Hello, Dr. Melancholy. Thank you for meeting me here. My Wi-Fi connection is insufficient to run the chat app you required. No problem! I'm just glad we had the opportunity to meet! I think representation is vital to good voice acting, and finding a good match is definitely a challenge! Of course. 
Finding a 200-foot-tall sentient robot is certainly a challenge. 200 feet? Damn, the Doombringer's only 150 feet tall. Okay, ready to run some lines? I was constructed ready. Okay, say, I will destroy all humans. I will destroy all humans. Once more, with feeling. I will destroy all humans. Don't take this the wrong way, but your acting is a bit wooden. But I am a robot. Nevertheless, I'm not sure you're the right fit for the part. Dr. Melancholy, I just saw on Twitter that you're considering only specific backgrounds for this part. Isn't talent more important? Representation matters, dick. Oh god, what now? Hey man, what's up? I'm a voice actor you should aspire to hire. Do you have a death wish? I have a zest for life. Listen, I know you're trying to cast this role and stuff with some random voice, but have you thought about someone who can do badass impressions? Who the hell are you? Dude, I happen to do a flawless impression of Henry Cavill on The Witcher. Everyone at the food court says so. <sighs> Toss a coin to your actor. Oh, pay me a plenty. Oh, pay me a plenty. That wasn't Henry Cavill. That was a guy with him. Dude, close enough. Who says you're a great impressionist? Oh, uh, you know, food court people. And social media. 28 followers on Insta, baby. At least 12 are real people. What are the rest? Porn bots. But with awesome content. This is why I'm exterminating all life on Earth. I think this is a fantastic part. I'm all in. So, Gina, what attracts you to this project and my Doombringer? Well, I just identify with this Armageddon-inducing automaton. I think it's a metaphor for the futility of life that anything can be snuffed out when you least expect it. When someone stares into its cold, lifeless, mechanized eyes, they will know the nihilism that Camus was so eloquently evoking in his novels. Death elevated to art form. You're an artist to the core, Dr. Melancholy. Not so much an artist as a sociopath hellbent on the utter devastation of the planet and the complete annihilation of the human race. Annihilation. You and the Doombringer speak my truth. Okay, uh, do me a favor, please. Read the audition line for me one more time. <clears throat> Humanity is too weak and foolish to live, and so it falls to Dr. Melancholy to end this futile existence. Bow before his greatness, and despair before your brutal end. That is beautiful. You're hired. <laughs> the time of reckoning is at hand. Humanity will meet its doom! Hi, Dr. Melancholy. My name is Tim. I, I I know that it's past the deadline for auditions, but do you think you could open them back up for me? See, I really wanted to audition, but I got sick, and then I had to go take care of my grandma, and then... Failing to heed the casting deadline can be very deadly. <laughs> so can treating people like dirt. Vocal, Vocal Avengers, Avengers, assemble! What is this? We found each other on the casting site. <laughs> we decided that there was plenty of room in the giant robot genre. To pool our own talents for a collaborative project. To kick your ass. 
Humanity is. Dude, I think XJ follows me on Insta. Just remembered. <laughs> what the hell are you doing here? What, dude? Jessica brought the robotics expertise. Aiden brought the know-how about programming. XJ32 because robot. And I have the most important job of all. I brought the snacks. Treat your voice actors with respect, and they'll work with you all the way. Treat them badly. And we assemble a kick-ass team of vocal avengers to remove the competition, dude. Please, put me out of my misery. I know our relationship is new. New. But you want to build a robotic death machine? No. Try not to sympathize with the villain of the story, Thomas. I know from experience. The point here is that we need to work together to bring our unique strengths to cultivate a solution. We have to leave. It's time to go back home to the Ark. All the students will want to know that we have the coordinates for Earth. And maybe, once we get there, we could go back. The Ark doesn't have to wander aimlessly in space. We can point it back to Earth and find out what happened to the planet I knew to be home. Okay, and how do we do that? Zarash, I have one last request for you. Can you power up the shuttle bay? Featuring the voice talents of Dan Foster as Thomas, Cena Breyer as New, Aiden Rudd as Zarosh. In Sleeping Arrangement, Breyer Zachary as Don, Brandon P. Jenkins as Alex, Tomix as Corey. Written by Andres Vergara. In Casting Call of Doom, Galen Pierce Lackey as Dr. Melancholy, Ellie Gossage as Jessica, Danny Spiller as Aiden, Miranda Leonard as Micah, H.E. Casson as XJ32. Garen Fitzgerald as Richard, Danny Spiller as Jared, Brookshin Shaher as Gina, and Jeff Robinson as Tim. Written by Adam Blanford. Directed by Garen Fitzgerald, Jeff Robinson, Adam Blanford, and Tilly Bridges. Shorts edited by Tilly Bridges. Rapper written by Catherine Pride. Seminar theme by VC Morrison. All other music by Josh Mullen at thetunepeddler.com. Produced by Pendant Productions. Seminar. Co-created by Catherine Pride and Tilly Bridges. This production is copyright 2020, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>